Adult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Behold. Children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, and he shall speak with their enemies in the gate. This is Cult Podcast, and today we're doing Quiverful. Whoa! Boom! I am Paige Wesley. I'm Armando Torres. And with us again, we've got... Andrea Gazetta! Yay! Holy shit, what a dramatic intro. I know, it was great. I was super excited about it. The only thing I have a problem with is at one point you said the fruit of the looms are the reward. <laughs> fruit, the fruit of the womb. Fruit of the womb. <laughs> oh, fruit of the womb. Okay. I thought this You're was... like, that grape rewards I, oh, no yeah. one. <laughs> I thought this was the, the passage that parents quote when they get you underwear for Christmas. <laughs> the fruit of the looms are a reward, goddammit. <laughs> No, uh, wow. fruit of the womb okay. is a reward. Now, is that is that children or orgasms? You have to take the fruit uh, of the womb children. off. children. Okay. To get right. to the fruit of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink it, everybody. Oh, man. So, we're talking about the Quiverful movement. It's come up a couple times in a couple different episodes. Um, and, and it's kind of fascinating in that it's not... It's structured differently than any other cult we've ever covered, pretty much. Um, They are a technically Christian movement that believe that you should have as many children as possible. A, because children are blessings. And B, so that you can outbreed the non-believers. Okay. All right. Well, good luck with going head to head with Catholics because <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, for very similar reasons, these people also don't believe in birth control. My cousin's on number five, and we are the same age. Jeez, so. we talking about people who are on nineteen and counting, or twenty-one, or whatever the Duggars are up yeah, to. Yeah, we're talking about Mexicans. Hey, oh, I'm a horrible <laughs> racist. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. Racist Armando Torres. <laughs> Confirmed hater of Mexicans, Armando Julian Torres. Um, I will say, so this is not the brand of Christianity that I grew up with, um, but my mom gave me some very confusing guidance as two children because I 
as an adult, I'm not 100% sure that I want children. Mm -hmm. I don't always enjoy their presence. And so I think maybe I would not be the best to have them. And my mom, anytime I say this, will say, honey, we have to outbreed the dumbs. (laughs) You've got to outbreed the stupid people. You're smart and intelligent and a responsible person. And you've got to outbreed the idiots. That is compelling to say the least and it's upsettingly so that it is but also anytime we would be in the mall Uh and there would be a large family and the parents weren't great at controlling them my mother would turn to me and go they should never outnumber you oh my god (laughs) i your mom thinks about having children like a goddamn general yes This is a plan of attack. We go in. We buy presents. We leave. I don't know. I don't oh, know where I Oh, I thought you were going. talking about fucking. We oh, go it, in. We make a baby. We go in. We come out. We go in. We come out. We go in. And it's over. He, was, he had a long day. And I will say, there, it's only me and my sister. We do not outnumber them. No, that's true. Yeah, you got yeah. two for two. Yeah, and basically. I like, have a sneaking suspicion that your parents, along with their devil dog, could take you guys down if need be. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, I could probably take my mom out, yeah. but dad would take me down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen the man cook a steak. He knows what he's doing in yeah, the yeah, man yeah. department. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting um kind of the the relationship that my family has with quote unquote how many children we have because mm-hmm. for them they were like we enjoy children we liked having you guys you were planned but we also didn't want to extend ourselves beyond your capabilities our capability yeah. to handle which will come up a lot in quiverful one to one ratio is like good for parents otherwise you get into a situation where the kids are parenting the other kids and it gets very that is exactly yeah. what happens a lot of times in quiverful and i would say like and now granted i'm not talking about like somebody who has three kids that's manageable like yeah it comes becomes a little tricky when you try and buy family passes anywhere because they always come in force but like <laughs> You know, even even four kids, whatever. That's that happens. That's guess we not gotta that have crazy. another kid so that we get the most bang for our buck. That, <laughs> guess we gotta have talk about banging. Guess we gotta yeah. have three more kids oh, so that we yeah. can just buy two family packs of four. There um, you go. No, we're talking about literally 10, 12, 14, 16, 20 children or more. That's too much. It's a lot. It's too much. It's a lot. I just How many van do you get a bus? How do you They do, do have it? a bus. Well, oh the Duggars have a bus. Um buses and vans very popular. How embarrassing though to like have to go to every function on a bus. Like it's a school field trip, well, they but don't that's just your go family. to many functions is what I kind of discovered. I'll get into it in a, a little bit more in a little bit, but It's so funny to me because the way that I grew up, functions is what we called parties. So I just imagined uh, you guys saying like, yeah, let's get on the bus. Bitch, we trying to function. (laughs) And then they just play YG and it's great. Yeah, these people don't really party. Uh, (laughs) I bet these people have never heard of YG. No, they never have. Losers. But they don't even listen to Drake. These fucking losers. They definitely don't listen to Drake. Do they even know the alphabet? The letters YG or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Good question. When we were 
in high school. Now, one of the interesting things about this organization is that they're not centralized. And I'll go into that a little bit more in a sec, but that means that any church in the country could have a quiverful family, you know, and not all churches lend themselves to having one, but it's not crazy to just encounter a quiverful family in an otherwise very normal church environment. Okay, so this isn't like a community of people, of families that are like this. It is. Oh. But it is also decentralized. Oh, that's... Okay, I'm not trying to make it about this, and I told you, I promised everyone I was getting away from it, but here's the thing. The white supremacy movement... That is in my notes later on, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's just how they do it. It's decentralized. This is Mm -hmm. how you spread things. This is how you make horrible cells of people. So that... Mm. Continue. I'm sorry. So when, I don't mean to step on your white, white toes. <laughs> God damn it, I'm mad again. I will say that in, in most of my, like, discovery here, almost everyone I found that was doing this was white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Right. I So I, when I was in middle school, I have a very vivid memory of my mom and I going to a middle school youth group mother daughter tea and they pulled a couple moms and daughters out of the audience to like come up to the front of this like event and play what is essentially the newlywed game where you you ask a question your mom has to answer you see how well you know each other with your yes yeah, so, okay so with, you your mom. with your okay. mom with oh your i mom. thought that was a dating thing typically yes so they played it with moms and the the newly bred games. Oh. I just had this baby. Let's see how well it knows me. So It knows me like the inside of my womb. Gross. Ew. It knows me like the inside of my fruit of the looms. Um, <laughs> hey. So there were two other mother-daughter teams on stage. One was a family of uh, where she had four kids, and the other one had eight kids. Um, which, again, for Quiverful, low end. Um, oh. And then it was my mom and I. Where it's literally just me and my sister and my parents. Mm -hmm. So the mom with four did okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mom with eight got maybe half right. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I, (laughs) perfect fucking score. Yeah, you guys are both killing it. Yeah, we, we were crushing it. As we left the tea that day, I just remember my mom turning to me and being like, I can't imagine trying to know and understand eight people on the same level that I know and understand you and your sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is just like a time thing. That's why like when I've interviewed people that are polyamorous and the way that most of them do it is that they have a main partner and then a primary. Yeah. Yeah. I have a primary partner because, and I was thinking about that too. I was like, I can't even date one person. Like the time it takes to date one person and also live a life is so time consuming. Like I can't imagine having children and then trying to really fully nurture and understand them. Right. You know, and, and so the more children you have, the fewer your time is spread between them. And the more that they do in some ways, parent each other which is something that i I was able to find a few different interviews from people who had grown up in this way of life and are now adults and have you know moved out of it and all of them had the same thing to say where they kind of view their parents with a, a sort of distance in a way of just like those are our parents we do love them but the love they have for their siblings 
is insane. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, because in some ways, those siblings are their parents. Of course. I So this whole thing is weird to me mainly because uh, my mom, I was in an accident, very obviously. Uh, huge accident, actually. That's how, because I'm so big. Adorable. <laughs> hmm? An adorable accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my whole thing. I, uh, But me and my mom grew up very close. We did argue, and there was a point of time where we were, like, at each other's throats because we were both going through, like, our own shit. My mom through, like, a divorce. Myself through, like, the beginning stages of, like, depression and, and clinical stuff. But, um... Now, me and my mom know, like, everything about each other. And that is, like, that's my ride or die right there. Like, my mom and me have a close relationship where we talk about everything, you know? And it's it's just really good. Um, and I love my mom. I love my mom so much. Very cute. So let's get into a little bit of what Quiverful dis- definitively says that their belief system is. So... They say on their website, which, oh, let me go through some sources, by the way. So sources, quiverful.com, uh, Taming the Cycle, colon, How Does the Pill Work? Uh, an article by Amanda <laughs> Notke for the Harvard Medical School. What? Uh, Planned Parenthood, gawker.com, Cosmopolitan Magazine, Huffington ow, ow. Post, and the No Longer Quivering blog by Vicki Garrison. So a lot of the interviews that you'll see for people who are, yes. No longer quivering? Can you just give those kids back? Like, what happens? <laughs> I'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vicky is one of the people that's probably most frequently interviewed um, as coming from a quiverful family and no longer being. The only other person that's interviewed as often about quiverful shit are the Duggars, or there's a Duggar cousin who is not a quiverful. Uh, that does not subscribe to the quiverful philosophy, and people interview her a lot too for some reason. Hmm. Um, that's the other thing too. We'll you, get to the Duggars; they don't consider themselves quiverful. Do I have to explain it? You see what happened to Patty's vagina. <laughs> that's the other thing too. Uh, it it is not that thing can't even quiver at all anymore. Oh, um, there are health concerns for having that many children. That's part of why. Um, Mrs. What's her name? Osteoporosis Jim Bob bitch. and... Oh, Buttersworth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember Mrs. Duggar's name. Uh, she ended up in the hospital for her last Oh, baby. what? Yeah. From oh. complications? or Yeah, yeah. Because she's my mom's age, and she's having her 21st child. God. Jesus. Yes, Didn't yeah. they watch the Brady Bunch? Don't they know this is a bad idea? Well, here, let me tell you this. My mom, multiple times, if we're at, like, a theme park or something and she has to, like, pee, will be like, you and your sister did this to me by kicking my bladder from the inside. And there's only been two of us. So times that by ten, and I'm amazed that these people aren't walking around in diapers completely blown out because they have most of these babies at home. Babies wreak wreckage on a body. Yeah, they do. For sure. So... The audience right now can't understand this, uh, but the way that we're set up in the recording studio is I'm sitting on one side of a table, <laughs> and Andrea and Paige are sitting on the other side, and right now it feels like two women are just yelling at me <laughs> for what babies can do. Appropriate. I feel so sorry for whoever will birth your children. Or oh, yeah, but they're giant heads. <laughs> Holy shit. 
<laughs> Just like a full-blown like linebacker. You better rub some olive oil and liniment on your perineum because that shit's about to get torn. Just a Subway sandwich of a baby coming oh. out. No, Subway sandwiches are or cylindrical. Or a Subway train of a baby. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There yeah, it, might, it is. It, it would feel like a, a, the, probably a, like three or four rotisserie chickens just coming out. <laughs> oh my God. Just on one spit? Yeah. <laughs> like all together? Like, it can, oh God, it's so visual. Accurate. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Anyway, like, ladies. Mm, this one is lemon garlic. Uh, so. <laughs> so let's start on the Quiverful website. Did you? Wait, hold on. Okay. What you thought it would be what? Spill it. She was going to say marinated in something. (laughs) I want you to embrace it. You know like Star Wars where they're like, yes, embrace the dark side. Give in to the dark side. Give in to the racist joke. That's what I want from you. You're welcome. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, So let's start with the Quiverful website on their first page, which, by the way, this website has not been updated in a minute. It's been a while. Uh clearly they decided to stop using the internet after creating this website in the 80s and they never went back to it. So their intro on their website says, we exalt Jesus Christ as Lord and acknowledge his headship in all areas of our lives, including fertility. (laughs) Headship, dog. Oh, yeah. We exist to serve those believers who trust the Lord in bold for family size and to answer the questions of those, quote, in in bold, seeking truth. (laughs) In this critical area of marriage, whether your quiver is large or small, you are welcome. Come browse our articles and resources. Also, be sure to check out Quiverful Digest, our email discussion group that was started in 1995. So they trust the Lord for family size. Does that mean that the Lord works at KFC or? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dedicated to providing, in bold again, encouragement and practical help to those who are striving to raise a large and growing godly family in today's world. Fucking coach. I wanted a large and growing ungodly family, so I came to the wrong place. So these people are kind of like, well, I mean, if you want that, you could just like hang out at a Hot Topic. That was a high five. Yeah. Just collect the teens that wander your way. Okay, maybe let's oh, not. Maybe wow. let's chill it out. I didn't say if they were 19. Like, whatever. Uh, so... This group is almost kind of like incels, if you want to think of it that way. The opposite. Opposite, yeah. Well, in some ways, they are the opposite. But in a way that they are very much the same is that they are not necessarily linked. Some of them know each other. They often find each other through. They have an ideology that is the core of their beliefs. They have a unifying ideology without being a truly unified group and they often find each other through the internet through chat rooms and websites or books or conventions that kind of espouse these beliefs and connect these people so they really are a lot like the white supremacist movement of the 90s kind of just pockets of believers that find each other through kind of like-minded literature and things like that. It is kind of... um, 
I'm not agreeing with in some ways like thing. ISIS. Like yeah. I hate to compare it to that also, but it is it is the best way to run an organization bent on spreading a message because yes. when you find out about it, you go and you feel like a detective and you're finding people. So that's what happened with the white supremacy back in the 90s is they would be at gun shows and somebody would have this seed of an idea of hatred in their mind and somebody would be like, "Hey, brother, I'm not Hulk Hogan, I just say, brother. And then they'd give them a shitty pamphlet and then a copy of the Turner Diaries and then it would pique your interest and you felt like you were following something. So here's what the gun shows are for Quiverful. Is it Hulk Hogan related? Because I really think that we can explore that more. It's not. They would hate Hulk Hogan. That's how we know they're truly evil. Oh, <laughs> brother. Homeschool conventions. Get the oh, fuck out of here. No. Can you, why do they have conventions? Because, because, so here's the thing about homeschooling. It can be done very, very well. Yes. Or it can be a humongous problem. I have some friends that are homeschooled and they're super fucking cool and they're the nicest, best people I've ever met. And here's the thing. A lot of these kids are smart as fuck because of this homeschooling. So here's... This is an example of homeschooling gone very, very wrong. This is the type of homeschooling that they make fun of in Mean Girls uh, by using the Remington bow action rifle to fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. So (laughs) part of the quiverful ideology requires that they take nothing from the government. No government assistance, no welfare, no food stamps, no public school. No public transportation, no so police, no fire department, no tax returns, no public roads. Shut the fuck up. I hate that line of thinking. I know. I know. It is very stupid. It's incredibly flawed. Yes. Um, so part of this is no public schools. Um, so if there is a Christian school that aligns with their ideology, they will sometimes enroll them in those schools. However, Christian school... Uh, as I went for quite a long time, it's not cheap. It's not free. And if you got 21 kids to put through it, that shit adds up. Yeah. Imagine basically putting 21 kids through college for 40 years. <clears throat> that sounds terrible. It does. So that sounds terrible the- putting one kid through college. I mean, yeah. Just fucking join the army, dog. <laughs> Be cool, dude. So you'll get a Dodge Charger out of it, bro. What? The army doesn't give out Dodge Chargers. No, but that's what most people do. Is it's like a meme that like people join the military and then the first thing they do with their money is they is get buy a-, a Dodge Charger. Yeah, you never seen those? I have not. This is news to me. Yeah, that's why a lot of military people have a nice car because they give you some money. And the first thing that a young strapping man does with money is he gets a nice car. And then they like get- I fucking talked about. I just realized I'm that guy. That's true. We were talking earlier about you buying a new car. But instead of a Dodge Charger, I was like, ooh, a Ford. Mm-hmm. What about a late model Honda Civic? Um, so Bluetooth. So um, school and a couple other things that you could provide in normal society but would cost money are things that they do at home. Like childbirth, you know. Oh, so they don't even use like hospitals. They do for like getting sick. They Like they don't believe in... It's not... They aren't one of those cults that believes that medicine modern medicine is bad okay um i think it's honestly more like what i kept finding in interviews was that 
home births for them were a result of like to save money. Here's the thing. We got a pair of oven tongs. If the baby gets stuck, <laughs> we just pull them out. We just pull them out with the oven tongs. I'll catch tongs. it in this here Rubbermaid hamper. <laughs> we'll wrap it in towels and call it a day. When that turkey's done, you get it out of the oven. Look, I'm telling you right now. I see the mom. I see the dad. That baby's going to be like one and a half rotisserie chickens. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be that much. I got a pop-up thermometer in it as soon as it pops. <laughs> Then we know it's ready. Oh, boy. Um, so when you think about it, like if you don't have health insurance, which it would be nearly impossible to afford health insurance for a family of over 20. Is it? Jesus. Is yeah. It, is it Even a- if you had it through your job, that'd be crazy. This is something that I have to learn, and it is probably telling of who I am as a person. Is it illegal to not have health insurance? Currently, no. Okay. Um, but it is so prohibitively expensive, it's not worth it. To not have health insurance? You have to yeah. basically pay a fee that is more than it would cost for you to just fucking have health, health insurance. insurance. Okay. Especially at the age you're at, because you're so young. Yeah. Um, it's stupid for you not to have it. So if you have an opportunity... Well, especially you because you could still... You're also young enough that you could still be on your mom's insurance. Oh, I most definitely am. Yeah. I can... I've reached this point in my life that's really interesting where i am eligible through my job to have health insurance but i looked at that benefit versus what i have now and i'm just gonna stick with my yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so good now here's the thing like i i am in a different position where i am the main breadwinner in my household and so mm-hmm. i have the main insurance and every time i add a dependent onto it it costs us a little bit more money not nearly as much as it would cost me to like out of pocket. Out of pocket, especially right. considering, as some of you who follow us on Instagram know, I had a, a fun vacation in the hospital yeah. like a month ago that I am basically paying almost nothing for, which would have cost about 20 grand. Yeah, Paige and I are a couple of sick kids, you know, <laughs> out in these streets getting ill all the time. I, I was reviewing iTunes reviews and saw so many people being like, who is coughing? And I was like, oh shit, I probably should have said that I was like kind of dying for <laughs> For a while. Oh, whoops. I thought I cut anymore. out all the coughing. I, w- I used to try, but there were some that I, some that I couldn't get. I, I, I had a lung problem uh, that is considerably better now, but it took me taking a, a fun detour to the hospital with Nurse yeah. Agnes, who called me a crybaby. That bitch. Oh, that's fun. What a bitch. Anyway, fuck you, Nurse Agnes. So... I know you a listener. <laughs> I know you're listening right now. I know you hanging out with Genuine, listening to <laughs> With Lil Wayne. So I want to see it, that music video, by the way. <laughs> nurse Agnes. Just like a sexy older nurse. Like she was not older; she was young and mean. Ooh, anyway, that's even worse. Yeah. yeah, old and mean nurse. I get it's because you've seen it all, but young and mean. What if who You're hurt you? I know she was mean. Anyway, so imagine for twenty people. Like at a certain point, if I had to add twenty people onto my benefits at work, I just wouldn't get a check. It would just all go to insurance at that yeah. point. So Oof. for them, I would imagine health insurance is prohibitively expensive. But the only thing that's more expensive than health insurance is literally having a baby in the hospital. Yeah. Now let me... And you're doing it once a year. 
Let me ask. Oh, God. Oh, oh, no. Come on. How much time do they have off? What's their off season? They don't have an off season. So they're just popping it out and like, all right. I we we feel haven't empty even inside. scratched the surface on this episode yet. Oh, no. And I will get to it, but they don't have an off season. Is sex even fun? They Not are obsessed with sex in a very strange way. It's so weird. Oh. Yeah. All right. I have a question. Yeah. If it comes up later, don't answer and just do it later. Okay. But what ha- So is the belief system, do they want, when they have these kids, what happens when they turn 18, when they can have families of their own? Are they told to get out and go and start their own giant family? Or are they supposed to be kept to help out? forever it depends on mainly the gender of the child believe it or not okay girls are married off usually by the time they're 18 almost definitely before they're 21 and that's as a part of a often at least a year if not two year long courtship process in which they can basically only shake hands or hug their significant other and then in some families there is varying strictness on the courtship side of it uh for the duggars they have their first kiss at their wedding how do they meet people that align with these beliefs because if they're spread out so far this that's is what we were about to get into okay i'm so we sorry got derailed. yeah my bad <laughs> no it's all good so for homeschooling back to homeschooling yeah oh so like we said homeschooling can be done great there are a lot of people that do it well this is a case of it being done badly but one of the things that homeschooling requires currently under our government in many states not all states but many states is for a unified curriculum you have to prove that your children are meeting certain touchstones for education and this is a case of people homeschooling for content sake not necessarily for like my kids being bullied or or whatever these are people that have a very strong belief that they want their children to be educated in a certain belief system. And so they do that. But they do still have to meet basic learning metrics established by the state. So there are companies that'll create curriculum that meets those state requirements for homeschool families that they will teach together. In one of our um, episodes, I think it was one of the ones talking about kind of an Amish offshoot, we talked about group schools where multiple quiverful families will get together and they will all kind of form a school. And then there's now 60 kids in a school. I think it might have been during the group of the family that I believe was quiverful out in Hemet. Yes, I think that's the one it was. And they were yeah. they were quiverful and Amish, which is unusual. Yeah, they were also on top of all of that horrible pieces of shit. Right. The parents. The right. parents, I should say. Well, it's it's not the ones... I mean, it might be the ones that inhabit, but I think it may have also been the ones where they were giving their daughters away, and then that guy was building a school. I mean... The one where the baby got run over by a forklift. Oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, too, like, so I've known some people, like... One of my cousins dated a girl for a while who I still really like a lot. Um, and her p- 
parents subscribe to a lot of these beliefs mm-hmm. and one of the biggest problems was that the women are so they everything that they do is so heavily controlled yes the young women and versus the men especially like mm-hmm. her brother who was younger than her could drive he could leave the home he went to college he had all these opportunities she wasn't able to associate with people like her relationship with my cousin had to be a total secret her beliefs about sex were completely taken from the internet and her parent at one time told her some really messed up stuff so it's we'll like we'll get into the messed up yeah, stuff yeah there's tell just them, so yeah. messed up stuff well and essentially think about it this way so you've got now like 60 quiverful kids that make up a group school these are all families that have that average about one kid a year which means if you meet up with other quiverful families there are age groups so if I have a quiverful family, you have a quiverful family, and you have a quiverful family, we probably all have an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, and those kids all make friends. That becomes their community. I'm more of a quiver half empty kind of guy. Can I be a pessimist? <laughs> Nothing is half empty with these people. <laughs> it is half full, and it is full of misinformation and semen. too many babies. So yeah, and a lot of semen. semen. Yeah. Um, these... So these schools and these homeschool conventions where they kind of discuss curriculum and meet with other homeschoolers to kind of discuss ideas and things like that, these become a breeding ground for more quiverful families. Because I may have I may have a girl who's 16 and then you have a boy who's 16 and they have grown up and they're some of the only members of the opposite sex that, that they each know. other know. Hey, uh, hey Frank. Frank, uh, how you doing? How about them eagles? <laughs> hey, I was thinking... Uh, our kids should fuck, right? <laughs> it's, I mean, essentially, it, it takes it back to a very almost archaic version of society in which you would just marry the person you grew up with that was closer to your age because they were nearby. And that was kind of your only choice. And because for in these women... breeding. Okay. breeding. <laughs> their lives are so regimented. There's not a lot of room for having an identity that would conflict with just marrying whoever the guy was nearest to. Well, and that's the thing, too, is when your entire identity is your family and you don't have anyone outside of that, to leave that ideology means abandoning everyone you know. Yes. You you don't even understand how to to be a part of society. Like my friend um, who was a part of this family, she was kind of like almost adopted as an adult legally. She was adopted kind of to show her how to get her driver's license, to show her how to go to school, to show her all these skills that her parents essentially kept from her as a child. So like to do that means abandoning your family and being outside the family. Right. I have two questions. Sure. First and foremost, you can... Adopt somebody at any age, right? No. Yeah. Well, le- she was legally adopted speaking. legally, but she was emotionally adopted. But legally, yeah. yes, you can. But legally, like, oh, if I... I didn't know that. I think it is because, like... For inheritance reasons. Of yeah. It's, it's more of, like, a legal thing. But secondly, what is the process for giving up a kid for adoption? Can I just have a kid and then at one point go... 
nah, and then just take them somewhere and just leave them? Or do they well, have to be... Well, that's what fire stations are for, but... Um, you have to have, like, extenuating circumstances for them to uh, take the child? No. Wait, you can just leave the child at a fire station? You that's can real? surrender a child yeah. to the state at any time, but they become a ward of the state and often end up in foster care unless you've arranged for an adoption with another family. If huh. you want to know more about this, I covered it extensively in my podcast episode with Brian Simpson. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. That's a sweet plug for Andrea Loves Everybody. Hell yeah. Well, what? Um, but he had an interesting situation where he was... Like, his mom was kind of in some trouble and left him with the family member, and then it was one of those things where that family member couldn't take care of him. Another family member got him, and then he became a ward of the state. Then his dad took him, and his dad was just like, I don't, I can't deal with you, and gave him back. So you can, at any time, give that kid back, and it's super messed up. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't put him back. They hopefully wouldn't fit. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. This one needs to cook longer. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Oven. Once, like, 21 of those have karate kicked their way out, like, maybe there's room. That's oh, fair. Oh, God, judo chopping babies. <laughs> What's also amazing is that, like, <laughs> like some of these families. Yeah, they just come out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You don't have to spank them because they make the they karate just make noise the noise. when they come out? Okay. It's like one of those, uh, one of those things called, like, the pole things where they just shoot out the discs. <laughs> you mean clay shooting yeah, yeah. Clay shooting. you got one mom shooting the clay and the other one shooting babies at it there you That's go it. oh god uh, that's an interesting weaponization of children <laughs> what's interesting also is that you've got a lot of these families with like 14 16 20 kids and very rarely do they have twins you'll maybe get like one set of twins a family it's my it's understanding really that twins god. is rare Twins are usually genetic, but when you've got that many kids, statistically, you should have a handful of twins. Okay. Um, but they usually only end up with like one or two pairs, if that. Hmm. Interesting. Which those are much more dangerous home births. <laughs> why? Why do people like this? Why do people like this insist on making the children themselves instead of just adopting a bunch of children and then raising them to be the way that you because are? Because they don't believe in contraception at all. Adoption is not contraception. No, as in, well, they believe that, let me, we've, we literally derailed, I'm still on the first half of my first okay. page of notes. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Holy shit. This is like a discussion more than an episode. That's fine. I'm so sorry. Um, Part part of this religion is the enforcement of traditional family roles, which includes wives being completely sexually submissive to their husbands, but also includes no contraception. So unless you are barren, which they often view as being cursed by God, uh, cool. unless you're barren, you're going to have kids no matter what. There's just no way around it. You're not stopping it from happening. You're having fuck tons of sex because that's what's required of you. Kids are going to happen. Is sex in this culture allowed without the woman's consent? In some cases, yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, So, like we said, not centralized. They meet up at home schools. Um, They were founded in the 1980s when people should have known better. (laughs) Like, it'd be one thing if these were Amish people. And I'm like, well, they've been like this for centuries. The 80s. 
the 1980s, um, one of their first things that you can click on on their website just says birth control. And if you click on it, the first thing it says is, does birth con- does the birth control pill cause abortions? Um, I tried to click on this article and find it to read it, and it is like absent from almost everywhere on the internet, except that I did find one quote from it, and it says... The pill is used by about 14 million women each year and 60 million women internationally. Thus, even an infinitesimally low portion, say one hundredth of a percent of 780 million pill cycles per year globally, could represent tens of thousands of unborn children lost to this form of chemical abortion annually. It's not chemical. I'll get to it. That's why I have the Harvard Medical School article. Sorry. Thank you so much. How many young lives have been jeopardized for pro-life believers to question the ethics of using the pill? This is an issue with profound moral implications for those believing we are called to protect the lives of children. Now, this is not the first time I've heard of this line of thinking, but I feel obligated to share correct information from a medical standpoint. Um, But what they're implying is that the pill allows you to become pregnant and then terminates the pregnancy. They believe that life begins at conception and they considered fertilized embryos life. And because the pill prevents them from implanting, it's quote unquote aborting those lives. The thing that they're overlooking is that unless a fertilized egg implants, it will never become a child. And that happens all the time. You know, just because an egg is fertilized doesn't mean it will become a baby many, many fertilized eggs do not successfully implant, yeah. and therefore it would have never become a baby. It's, that, it's, by, that, that same line of thinking means that every period is an abortion. Essentially, yes. Yeah. So um, if you're wondering how the birth control pill actually works, um, that's not how it works, by the way. <laughs> Page- birth control pill work it's funny you should ask so plan <laughs> planned parenthood actually has a very concise description on their website uh that's just the birth control pill works by stopping sperm from meeting an egg which is called fertilization the hormones in the pill stop ovulation no ovulation means there's no egg hanging around for the sperm to fertilize so pregnancy can't happen the pill's hormones also thicken the mucus of the cervix Thicker cervical mucus makes it hard for the sperm to swim to an egg, kind of like the sticky security guard. Now, because (laughs) if anyone from Quiverful is listening to this, because I know that they hate Planned Parenthood, as evidenced by their many articles on the same page on their website against them, I get it. No one's perfect. When you started this, you said, uh, so I clicked on the page and said... uh, Birth uh, control. Birth control? And I just expected a big, bold, no! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's it's a whole, it's literally... It's a whole. Yeah. Uh, like 20 articles about how women need to not be using any sort of contraception. They're going to hell if they do. And then one article about how vasectomies make you less of a man. So... I like how for women they have to have this whole thing about like uh, like you'll go to hell it's the worst thing ever you're killing babies and then for men it's just like don't be a pussy yeah and then and then all men were like all right yeah all right. for sure um, so I'm not no pussy because the quiverful people hate Planned Parenthood I provide an alternate explanation for how the birth control pill works from the Harvard School of Medicine which is a normal cycle consists of seven, several distinct phases that average approximately 21 day, 28 days in total. 
each phase corresponding to physical changes that occur to build up or break down the uterine lining in preparation for pregnancy, with ovulation occurring at the midpoint in the cycle. These phases are associated with dramatic changes in the levels of certain hormones that follow carefully scripted roles in promoting ovulation and subsequently in the absence of fertilization, menstruation. It's generally easier to add something to a biological system than to remove something, and since progesterone and estradiol suppress the release of follicle-stimulating hormones and luteinizing hormones, these are logical choices for halting the sequence of events that can lead to ovulation. Because both progesterone and estradiol are at high levels throughout pregnancy, some people describe the pill as tricking the body into thinking it's pregnant. While not entirely accurate, this statement does have some truth to it. So essentially, you're not aborting anything by taking a birth control pill. It's literally convincing your body that it does not need to ovulate. So no eggs are being fertilized. No babies are being killed. Stop. It's misinformation and it's bad. And I, I hate that. Honestly, by their own line of thinking, it is my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but birth control actually stops or helps yield it so that you have less periods right it can be used that way it can control your periods if you have irregular periods right um it can also there are some side effects to birth control that can in some cases be very dangerous yes Mm -hmm. um and they can also be like birth different types of birth control affect women very differently Mm -hmm. for me certain types of birth control gave me panic attacks uh certain ones include weight gain they can cause Mm -hmm. blood clots they're they're actually pretty dangerous which is why i'm a fan of condoms well and and also a fan of going to see a doctor and having them decide which one is right for you there's also non-hormonal forms of birth control like an iud or playing the tuba or playing the tuba (laughs) or getting really into like Naruto or whatever. Or eating tuna for every meal. You know what, that would prevent me from, yeah, Band for nerds sure. fuck, though. <laughs> band nerds band fuck other band fucks. nerds, though. So, so that's a self-contained phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> um, At me, band nerds. You can have a baby with braces. <laughs> so essentially, they're propagating incorrect medical information to all of the girls that they raise. And all of the women that they preach to. Cool, 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 cool. They are, in my mind, as bad as anti-vaxxers. Because there are multiple articles on women's health and one article on men's health. And none of them are backed by any actual medical science. And that is what is incredibly fucking frustrating. Because literally one Google search could prove those articles wrong, but these girls are not allowed to have access to the internet. Paige, you're overlooking something really big here. Okay, what is it? God. I, no, you know what? I feel like God is all powerful, and if he didn't want the birth control pill to be discovered, maybe he wouldn't have let that happen. Fair counterpoint. I have nothing else to say, therefore these people suck. But also... Birth control is not only used to prevent pregnancy. It can be used for things like acne, regulating hormones, any number of things. It can be used to prevent horrendous cramping or mood swings. And so telling people that it's constantly aborting things in their body is horrendous. And it makes me mad. Different types of contraceptions are also used for like preventing STDs, the spread of diseases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, granted, disease spreading is a lot less likely in this community because as it's they they do wait till marriage, so ideally it'd be one to one, although we'll see a little bit later how that 
tends to not happen with them a lot. Um, But they're not so much worried about the spread of diseases. It is purely for pregnancy that they're doing this. Um, So a history, a little bit of the movement. Um, It's... It was, it, it's been around for a while. It's been mentioned as early as 1880, but it wasn't a, a cohesive belief system. You would just occasionally find families that ascribed to the scripture that I read at the beginning of the episode and believed that it was their mandate to have babies. And remember too, the birth control pill is only about 40 years old. You know, so before that, People didn't have as many choices. Condoms have been around for a long time, but if pulling you, out's been around since the dawn of time. Pulling out's been around for fucking ever. So like, you had limited options prior to modern day, if that makes sense. Krog, come on back. <laughs> Real fucking gross. <laughs> oh no. Uh, why did he? Why did he speak English but didn't have condoms? Like that's. Okay. The Romans had condoms. Look, Krog not have time, ghost store. Okay, all right. Krog work on cave painting. (laughs) Good lord. Krog own man. Krog no need this. Krog, don't you care about, I can't think of a cave lady names, medical health and her being exposed to your weird crotch rot? Krog believe... (laughs) Every sperm is sacred. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Affirmative. So it's it's a belief system. <coughs> that voice is so hard to do. Yeah. <coughs> okay. So it's a belief system that's been bandied around for a long time, and it's only more recently become solidified into a cohesive series of beliefs. Um The Anglican Church in 1939 was one of the first to allow birth control. At that point, just condoms and essentially what people would call the rhythm method or uh, family planning where you track your your cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought it was just like 62 strokes and then you're done. No. the rhythm method. Catholics do allow for family planning. They do. They just don't allow for actively contracepting. Yes. Which means that you can't use a condom, but you can choose to not have sex on the days that you would actively be ovulating, which is very difficult to track without a basal thermometer, especially if you happen to be sick or stressed out. All of those numbers can change. A turkey basal thermometer? Okay. Uh, Sounds delicious. I was also going to say the biggest problem with the family planning method is you are the horniest on the days that you want to make a baby. Actively. So that's when you're like, I want to fuck everything. And uh, most of the time she's like, no, I could not. Everything hurts. So let's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they released a statement in 1939 that said, where there is a clearly felt moral obligation to limit or avoid parenthood, complete abstinence is the primary and obvious method. But the conference agrees that other methods may be used, provided that this is done in light of Christian principles. Is Is not abstinence also a form of contraception? Yeah, in a way. I mean, that's that'd be family planning. Right. So they allow family planning. This the quiverful. The quiverfuls do not. So then they shouldn't be stopping their kids. Abstinence is a form of contraception. Therefore, only within marriage. Okay. Here's the thing: you can't have it both ways, quiverful. All right. You gotta take it all. 
So oh, kid, I'm gonna kids are kids and sex are only a part of marriage for them. So if you're unmarried, you shouldn't be having sex at all. All right, you know what? I'm gonna be the first person to say it. Let those kids bang. All right. <laughs> oh God. Follow through with your belief system, you fuckers. Um. So in the 20th century, what we would consider the modern quiverful movement emerged. Um, in 1985 with uh, a book by a woman named Mary Pride called The Way Home, colon, Beyond Feminism and Back to Reality. Which, like, anti-feminist ladies, fucking why? Why? Beyond yeah. feminism. Why? Snap back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. Oh, I forget the rest. Yeah, I can, I was like, oh, shit, what is the next verse? Oop, I don't there goes gravity. Something like that. So in that book, Pride chronicled uh, a metaphorical journey from, away from what she labeled as feminist and, quote, antinatal ideas of happiness. Mm. She'd been an activist before her conversion to very conservative evangelical Christianity in 1977. And uh, she claims to have discovered happiness surrounding a biblically mandated traditional role in a family where she is purely a bearer of children and works in the home under the authority of her husband. So after the publication of that book, um, church women and others took her book and ideas and spread them through informal social networks, again, like homeschool conventions and or such. Or Facebook, the social network. No, because it's 1985. Oh, well. Um, but we use that term then. Around this time, a lot of people kind of started to ascribe to that point of view, although they didn't really take it as seriously as she did. But as the internet expanded, much like the incel movement has grown, so did this one. So books, mailing lists, websites, um, most notably the Quiverful Digest, which we mentioned earlier, um, it basically resulted in this largely decentralized movement. So they have kind of a polarizing effect on your average run-of-the-mill Christian. Your average nuclear family goes to church on Sunday Christian isn't usually thinking like this. They may have some of these elements as far as traditional family roles, but on the whole, they wouldn't be taking them that seriously, and they definitely don't have 21 kids. So in some ways, the Quiverful group has kind of felt an opposition with normal Christianity, where they view themselves in a lot of ways as holier than thou and call on mainstream Christianity to stop being sinners by not having a bajillion kids. So they consider it their mission to push more and more people towards their view of Christianity and to eventually outnumber anybody who disagrees. Um, only women, Ugh. yeah. Uh, only women are considered to be at fault for any problems reproducing. Oh, uh, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if giving birth is a dangerous health issue for you, they'll still encourage you to get pregnant. Uh, they consider dying during childbirth a virtuous death by which you would become a martyr. There uh, is a Catholic saint, actually, that died during childbirth because there were complications of her childbirth, and they're like, well, we can save you or the baby. And she was like, oh, I'll I'll die so my baby can live. Her name is Saint Gianna Mala, and you can look her up, and that's basically her whole deal. She was just like, no, I don't want to kill my baby. And so it's interesting because she had, I think a couple three or four kids before that and to hear interviews with the kids that grew up without their mother about 
that sacrifice and what it meant to their lives is really interesting because you can see there's kind of this internal struggle where they they admire her for doing this great thing supposedly but then also they're like i didn't have a mom yeah like life is hard yeah also so fucking what did that kid grow up to be I don't know. There is she's from Italy, so she's I'm not really super familiar with a, her entire story, but it's a really interesting story because it's from the 1950s and um I've painted her at work a few times. Hmm. So, yeah. Um so women are required to be available for their husbands at all times. There's no such thing as spousal rape in this society. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, to quote Mrs. Duggar. Oh, boy. In your marriage, there will be times that you're going to be very exhausted. And your hubby comes home from a hard day's work. You get the baby to bed, and he is going to be looking forward to that time with you. Be available. Anyone can fix him lunch, but only one person can meet the physical need of love that he has. And you always need to be available when he calls. Gross. This this is such a perversion of love. Yes. I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. like, anyone who says hubby is a gross person, by the way. <laughs> Just like, I've never... <laughs> like, uh, it bothers me as well. Yeah. I've oh. never heard anyone go like, oh, my hubby, and been like, oh, you're a good guy. You're a good person. <laughs> or a good woman. Or um, I will say that what bothers me, I think, the most about this is the prioritization of one person's need over another for no reason. 100%. And that's not how a healthy relationship works. That's making one person less than the other person. And you have two people. Part of the biggest problem with Quiverful is women are not seen as people. This harkens back to a time when women were property and this currently treats them as such. And that really bothers me. Me too. I can't imagine if... Like, a situation where... And I know my boyfriend wouldn't be okay with it either, where I was expected to just follow everything he said. It would just be a strange, discordant relationship, I would say. I wouldn't either, because the majority of the time, I am wrong about stuff. (laughs) Everyone's wrong, at least part of the time. I am to the point where, like, I... The way that stuff works for me in terms of, like relationship stuff like especially making decisions like i'll present like like for breakfast or something i'll just present like three options and i'm like please you pick because i don't know what i'm fucking doing here it's just stuff like i don't know you can't a relationship is not one person deciding everything it's right it's a mess it's it's a partnership compromise partnership working through stuff these women also often don't cut or dye their hair or they do it at a limited amount uh, they don't wear pants and they typically don't work outside the house i'm down for the not wearing pants part yeah i was gonna say in this, this sounds heat, like your I life feel you. in this heat i feel you. i i didn't wear pants through most of high school because our dress code only allowed us to wear pants during certain seasons fucking wear pants that was just time, a very dog. strange now they allow them to wear pants all the time but when i was at school just, it was it was seasonal pants. here's the thing it's 100 degrees today and yeah. i do not have to wear pants and it is a great thing there you go it's hot as balls um families raise their children in extremely strict fashions they have no television access even the duggars don't have a television they're on television don't watch it um internet access is strictly monitored until you're an adult that'll become important later what do they find as adulthood 
Uh, as soon as you're married. Okay. You're an adult. What? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. If you have a cell phone, they're forced to copy their parents on texts that they send. No dancing. Christian music only. Um, but also, families are required to be self-sufficient. No public school. No government assistant. This is the second most popular topic in their books after policing women's bodies. So they'll have a million and a half books about women not using any birth control and how to prevent it and how evil it is. And then they'll have a million and a half other books about like how to, how to allocate your family's resources to account for that many children. Who are the snatch police? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Girls are married young, usually between the ages of 18 and 20 and only after a very long courtship process. Uh, like I said, the Duggars typically have their first kiss at their wedding, and it is always awkward as shit. Oh, yeah. that's have hilarious. Have you ever... Yeah, it's really funny, actually. I mean, have it's funny ever... if it wasn't like, oh, this is the end of your life. Yes, yeah. Have you ever gone on a date, and everything's been great, and then you go for the kiss, and, and it's then just they're just like... Gross <laughs> and awful, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I once had a girl who on the first date... Everything was great. I loved it. And on the first date, she vacuum-sucked my bottom lip, like, into her throat. And Ooh. it was... Her painful. Oh, it was the worst. Um, they often have home births, as we covered. They also don't use any credit cards. They pay for almost everything in cash. What? Why? Because the government. The government. Yes. Oh my fucking god! Those are banks. I know. Yes. Um, so what I would recommend, if you're very interested in Quiverful and you want to hear about it, Cosmopolitan magazine actually had a very interesting article where they interviewed a girl who had been raised in a quiverful family and then came out. Um, so I've got some excerpts of her interview here. Um, they asked her, how did you leave the movement? Was it sudden or was it gradual? And she says, it was gradual. I tried so hard to hold on to my parents' belief in worldview because it was all I ever knew. And leaving the world would mean leaving and entering an entirely new culture and a way of approaching life and myself and leaving everyone I knew. The first big break came when I wanted to date a nice, respectable young man I'd met at my religious college. And my dad told me I didn't have the spiritual discernment to make the decision for myself. This caused cognitive dissonance issues because just a few weeks before I'd changed churches and my dad had told me I was quote unquote spiritually an adult and could make that decision for myself and he would trust my judgment. In our world, choosing a church was almost more important than choosing a mate. So this didn't make any sense to me. Later, I got utterly fed up up with churches I'd grown up in because I kept finding out that they'd projected child abusers, rapists, and men who'd beaten their wives all in the name of redemption stories and biblical male leadership and complementarian theology. Complementarian means um, as opposed to a partnership, a woman is a complement to a man. Mm-hmm. So she's an accessory. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Uh, later in the interview, she says that she related most strongly to Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale, which, by the way, I'm sorry when I brought up Handmaid's Tale like four episodes ago and said uh, Madeline, Madeline Albright. Albright. <laughs> I felt like a total idiot as I was editing the episode. I was like, I can't cut this out. I still want to make this point. Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale. So if you identify with the Handmaid's Tale, that's fucked up. Like, I get it now because we live in a dystopian firescape, but like... <laughs> But that shouldn't be, like, for that to resonate with you as this is something that has happened to me is yeah. horrifying. And not even, like, thematically, like, full on, like, yes. this is what I feel This like. is what happened to her. That's fucking terrifying. She said, being raised quiverful and then entering mainstream society is like entering the U.S. from a foreign country. You feel like an immigrant. God. Because you don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I yeah. get it. It's... 
So let's talk about some of the people that are quiverful leaders. Okay. Um, Bill Gothard, he's related to the Duggars, not related, but linked to the Duggars, as well as Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin, former Georgia governor, Sonny Perdue. Uh, in the 1980s, Bill's brother, Steve Gothard, was forced to resign from the Institute and Basic Life Principles that they founded together after his extramarital affairs with several secretaries came to light. In 2014, more than 30 women who worked as administrative assistants at the foundation as teens accused Bill Gothard of having sexually harassed them or acted inappropriately. Some said he fondled or kissed them. Gothard, who was never married, released a statement saying, I have never kissed a girl, nor have I touched a girl immorally or with sexual intent. Recovering Grace, a site for former Gothard followers, has several long and fascinating articles about the now disgraced ministers. How One of my favorite things about that is he's trying to defend himself, and in doing so, he outed himself as a fucking nerd. Right? You have to, when your defense is, no, dude, I've never even kissed a girl. I feel like it's also interesting to note that Men are allowed to not marry. Oh, yeah. I kissed a girl against her will. Oh, no. <laughs> I kissed a girl. She didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> Doug Phillips, who's another one. Um, he's the son of Howard Phillips, who's the current leader of the U.S. Constitution Party. Uh, he served as the director of Vision Forum Ministries. Uh, it's one of the quiverful affiliated conservative evangelical organizations that helps produce um, most of their pamphlets that are pretty anti-science. Um, so Doug Phillips was a close friend of the Duggars uh, and actor Kirk Cameron, but was forced to step down from his position in late 2013, saying he had a lengthy and inappropriate relationship with a woman. The following April, that woman, now a 29-year-old, and mind you, this had been a lengthy relationship that probably started when she was a teenager, um, she worked as a nanny for his children and she sued because she said he manipulated her and used her as a personal sex slave as a teenager. Oh no. Um, the Duggar family technically doesn't identify as quiverful, but they know all of these people. And when their son, uh, was outed as having a porn addiction and having cheated on his wife with a stripper, they sent him to a facility to undergo rehab with these gentlemen. Didn't one of the Duggar kids allegedly touch his sister? That's the same one. Oh, same guy. Cool. <clears throat> so in their book, A Love That Multiplies, Michelle and Jim Bob Duggar. By the way, his name is Jim Bob. Yeah, that's like synonymous with stupid. Yep. Uh, in their book, A Love That Multiplies, Michelle and Jim Bob Duggar wrote, even though Wikipedia and some internet blogs report that we were part of a quiverful mo- movement, we're not. We're, simple Bi- we're simply Bible-believing Christians who desire to fi- follow God's word and apply it to our lives. God says children are a gift and a blessing, and we believe it. But they f- they are quiverful. They follow everything that quiverful does. Yeah, that's like saying, uh, the thing is, is, I'm not a vegetarian. I just don't believe in eating meat. So Vicki Garrison, who I mentioned earlier, um, she says, so she's one of the ones that has left quiverful and now gets interviewed about it. She says that a lot of people will claim that they're not quiverful because of the political affiliations. So they'll basically be like, oh, because the term quiverful has such like a knee jerk reaction. They're like, no, 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 that's not. We don't do that. That's not us. So that's kind of something they use. Um, It's so rough looking at 
both the Duggar girls on TV, but also just the stories of girls that have been in these organizations. It's super upsetting. Um, I mean, what's Anna Duggar going to do? She's never been to college. She's never married or dated anybody else. She's got like three or four kids already. And her husband possibly molested his sisters and was dating a stripper, possibly infected her with God knows what. And was, like, hiring hookers and watching porn and shit all the time. Like, what's she supposed to do with that? Her life is, even if she ran away right now, how is she going to re-enter society? Right. Like, that's the stuff that makes me blind with rage and very sad. What it is, too, is essentially you're raising children, but especially women children... To not value themselves or yes. their bodies or their even their point of view because the father it's like those creepy uh, like wedding ceremonies the chastity ceremonies they that definitely people have. do those yeah is like your father is the keeper of your virginity so that even your own virginity and even the people you have sex with is not yours it doesn't belong to you it belongs to whatever man owns you and it's super upsetting yeah. It's terrible. Well, and think about it this way. Not only to the men who own you, but you only know a handful of men and you're taught that they are better over you. Yeah. That you're not a person in their world. That like that is horrifying and very sad to me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I'm sorry to bum everybody out, but this is one that I'm just I've been like rage typing about for weeks. It's fine. This is fun because last week we did a bummer up top and happy at the end. And this one's just been like a bummer the whole way through. Yeah, except for that, that, that funny brief the fun yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. I do. This might be an unrelated thing and you might have to cut this out because the fine. episode's long. Um, but my question is about race because you said they're mostly white people. They're mostly white people. Do yeah. they also ascribe to the belief that, like, is there racism in this belief system or not really? Not directly, no. Okay. Um, but I, it, there was a very common thread of these families being associated with ultra-conservative bordering on alt-right politicians. So even though there may not directly be racism involved, it's definitely a component. You know, none of the Duggars have married a black guy. Let's put it that, that way. Or even dated one that I know of. All right, I'm moving over there. I'm going to see if I can make it work. Those girls are beautiful. And I like I want to pile them into a car and be like, let's all go to a liberal liberal arts college. And you guys can just, you know, take English classes and read Margaret Atwood. And, you know, it'll be great. It'll get all be okay. Some, get you some learning, sweetheart. Hey, you Paige, need- I was reading this book that you gave me, The Handmaid's Tale. Um... Who do I talk to about the fact that they stole our lives? Um, Margaret Atwood, unfortunately. She's a very nice lady. Um, It's, yeah, it it wrecks me that there are whole generations of girls that in some ways are just lost to this belief system. Yeah. You know, who, who knows if one of those girls was the next president or was a fantastic scientific mind or could have cured cancer or shit. We don't fucking know because they're working in somebody's house because they've been told that that's all they are good for. And it's not, this is not me trying to knock people who are stay at home moms. If you believe that that is your calling, more power to you. That's great. You do you. But you at least had a choice. You ha- Well, in some cases. <laughs> 
some i mean some stay-at-home moms do some stay-at-home moms do some people are just like look this is the life that i want and this is the way that i view my life working out and that's a choice that they get to make they might have an education they might have a way out if they want it but these girls didn't get that choice right they and from the get-go they never got this choice right you know even if you maybe had an unexpected pregnancy at least growing up you knew there was an option for you to be more than a mom Which is not to diminish that being a mom is cool. It's very cool. And like I said, if that's what you want to do, great. More power to you. But to give girls no other options is robbing our society of the things that they could bring to it. It's a bummer. Sorry, guys. It's also hot as balls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. This is much cooler than it would have been at the normal recording This is true. This is true yeah well if you want to hear me scream more about this uh you can find me on twitter at page wesley or instagram at rampage wesley there we go if you want to hear me uh yell about things like white racism some more or just in general uh see the things that i do with my cool cool life then you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff. Somebody pointed out that I don't use Twitter enough, so I've started to use it more. Um, and I've been tweeting fun things like uh, stealing an RV is just a home invasion with a built in getaway car. That's something, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's correct. It's less funny and more homeless clever. I've you know been getting I mean? a lot of retweets on me live tweeting TLC's say yes to the dress. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I got to, fo- I think I don't, I don't know if I follow either of you because I cannot understate this enough. I do not like Twitter. I don't like it at all. I don't understand it. People have commented. People have like commented on my tweets and I can't see them and I can't figure out how to do it. Yeah, I'm an old lady. It's not even called commenting. It's called replying. Whatever. So see, I'll I don't understand. I'll explain the internet to you, Grandma. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'll give you a Worthers if you... Okay. Um, hey, you guys. If you like my voice, it's fun. Mine, uh, you can follow me on all the things at Sundress Comics. Sometimes I use Twitter, but if you reply to me i mondo might show me how to do it i don't know how it i'll works. show you how to like and retweet thanks mom damn sunny <laughs> and uh i mentioned the podcast during a podcast if you like if you want to learn more about that particular episode uh my podcast Inception. yeah uh my podcast is called andrea loves everybody and that episode is with brian simpson it's about masculinity and also foster care if you're interested in lo- knowing more about that yeah, and if you want to send us an email, drop us a line, give us something, feedback, or, uh, I don't know, send me uh, some dating profiles for some uh, some of those Duggar kids. No. <laughs> Not kids. Oh, grown no. Grown women. I should have uh, I should be clear. Oh, no. Then uh, hit us up uh, on Tinder at Cold Pot. No, <laughs> Hit us up on email at coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at coltpodcastshow on Twitter. Or on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or if you want to send us, um, like, one of those creepy long hair, like, hold on. No, it's fine. Uh, if you want to send us, like, a long sleeve Duggar dress or something in the mail, uh, go ahead and send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. And for reference, I am a 2 to 3X. Thank you very much. I'll take my dress, please. Extra tall. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, 
if someone is trying to rob you of the opportunity to have an education or a full life, don't drink that Kool-Aid. Please drink the contraception. Well, is there a drinkable one? Well, I mean, you take the pill and then you drink the water. That's true. If they made gummies, I'd be like... Oh. Like one a day Flintstones vitamins. Fucking love that. Well, they're that's, shaped like a fetus? That's the, <laughs> that's the only way I take vitamins is I buy all my vitamins oh my as gummies. God. It's just like the I squishiest gummies. fetus. It's, it's, oh, no. It's, I had more if you're If you're a science... Please make, <laughs> please make birth control gummies. Yeah, you science nerd. Stop listening to our show and go do that. Please help us, nerds. Send us birth control gummies. Um, and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Bye.